0: As entrepreneurs, we're passionate about making a difference, but we're also passionate about living life. Each of us as entrepreneurs, we get to design our business, not for more business, I mean, that's the easy part, but designing our business for more life in our own enlightened self-interest for ourselves, but also for all our stakeholders. I've got an entrepreneur who's done just that, some lessons that you will want to learn. They're going to make a huge difference in accelerating your success. I'm John Bowen. We're at AESNation.com. Stay tuned. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. Nate, I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you for joining us on AESNation.com.
1: John, I'm really glad to be here, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about what I'm doing and what's happening in in my world and what's going on from the entrepreneurial side of Tennessee. Well,
0: and and, uh, we are in Strategic Coach together, uh, led by Dan Sullivan, and I was asking Dan, you know, who in the room, there's 50 of us uh, successful entrepreneurs, our fellow entrepreneurs in our class, and he, and he goes, you know, John, you should meet Nate, he's the guy. And as I've gotten to know you, Nate, it's clear that you are, uh, you've done some amazing things. And uh, you know, before we go into kind of passion and how you design your life to be successful on purpose, which is something near and dear to the heart of every successful entrepreneur, What I'd like to do is dive into the backstory of, you know, how did you get to where you are today?
1: You know, I thank you for asking. And, um, well, I got here, I think, first, I always tell people by the grace of God. But uh, the, the other way I got here, too, was I started out as a practicing dentist. I graduated dental school in 1991 and started practicing dentistry and thought I could live the dream of, of working and making a decent income and impacting patients and impacting people's lives. But as I was in practice, I started finding out that I really was an entrepreneur at heart and that I liked to develop things, I liked to create things, I liked to... Uh, to grow practices and grow, which in turn would grow a business. At one point, um, I had 33 dental offices across the country, from New Jersey to South Florida. That was uh, what, about 15 years ago, and I sold those and and uh, did did okay. But I also really tell people I got my MBA from the School of Hard Knocks because I learned a whole lot about business that the dental school or college did not prepare prepare me for. And um, so w- with that, though, probably about eight years ago, I enrolled in a uh, strategic coach with Dan Sullivan. And what really got my interest peaked was the fact that I could learn how to work on my business rather than in my business. And by, by really using some of his principles and then about four years ago meeting a guy named Chip Dodd who really worked with me on some personal things, I have just seen my life change completely. And if you'd ask me when I started in the field of dentistry, would I be doing this today, owning practices and helping young dentists get a start and helping them realize their dream of becoming better dentists and impacting more people? Um, without me having to practice dentistry anymore, I would have laughed and said you're kidding. So that's kind of the backstory. No, that's a great in, uh,
0: backstory. One of the things I want to point out to all our fellow entrepreneurs. You don't need to be a dentist to, you know, the journey we're going to be talking about because Nate and I actually share some very similar things. And I grew up in the financial services side, and I'm not practicing there. I'm coaching a lot of the top financial advisors and doing some things in entrepreneurs. And the reason why I asked Nate to be on is to, you know, not to just tell us the journey, but more importantly, life lessons learned along the way as we all figure out. I mean, you know, we're all looking to figure out, you know, what do we want to do when we grow up? What you know, what are those skills, those unique abilities, if you will, that will allow us to have a big impact on the world, on the people we care about, the people we're most passionate about, and at the same time, you know, allow us to live a great quality of life. So, Nate, you know, tell me, you know, you you've, you made that transition, and I was thinking of uh, Michael Gerber as we were talking. Uh, wrote the book Emeth who's a friend and Michael uh, always talks about entrepreneurs going ahead and and being entrepreneur or excuse me to being technicians first you were you came in to be a dentist I came in to be a financial advisor I want to be passionate in doing it and then you start having success and you got to start bringing people in and I'm you know when you said 33 uh, offices I just kind of go ah oh, that's <laughs> yeah. I, I what was your quality Most of life? People cringe. Yeah, what was, was it a good quality of life during that time or was that you know, a it challenge? Really,
1: it wasn't. It wasn't a good quality of life. I I think I jumped off the uh the 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 roof so to speak without looking below to see if there was anything there to catch me. But I knew I had a passion in me. And a desire to see things change, not just for my life personally, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, but also to impact more people than what, as a dentist, I could put just my hands on and and impact one at a time. Which I, that's really what healthcare is about. But I wanted to see it happen in in a greater way. So I jumped off, and I'll tell you what, I had a tiger by the tail, and before I knew it, I had a lion also. And um, as most entrepreneurs learn it was the truly the school of hard knocks I mean I was on a plane every week I was traveling around the country I had consultants that were on staff with me and I I was 30 years old at the time so I didn't really have any idea what I was doing or any mentors in that space to say hey do this or don't do this or even how to do it but I I really think what I learned through there was through that um, experience was that I needed I needed people around me that would be honest with me and tell Mm -hmm. me the truth about where I was, and not just where I was in, in the scheme of how it was going to come come in financially, but also personally, because I realized back then that I could work myself to death. Um, being an entrepreneur, I think it lends itself to workaholism, if you will, and um, you know, we, we love to go and work and do everything technical, at least I did, and, and that was the direction that I was headed. I, I had three kids, or actually two, one on the way. Didn't see my family, and and you know things are wonderful there now. But that was a period of time that was I call those a dark times, but learning times, and and they were innovative.
0: Well, and in any of you in the dark time right now, uh, yes, there is hope. That's what we're going to talk about. Absolutely. I, yeah, I I was in uh when i sold uh i actually had a great business uh we managed for high tech guys uh about two billion dollars just short of two billion dollars in assets in 98 i sold it with my partners and had a nice liquidity event i stayed around and and did sports and entertainment i was ceo of a division but went out and did a due diligence on 120 firms so i flew around like you did Nate, and, oh. and i remember you know, and actually I had a, uh, access to a nice mid-sized jet. So I had a private jet, you know, the, all that stuff, the trappings. Yeah. Uh, and I hated my life. I loved it first year. And then all of a sudden you're going, you know, this is going to kill you um, and kill your relationships and everything else.
1: Well, that, that, I, you know, I, I went back in those times and I looked back by what I call the world standards or society standards. I had everything and yet I was empty. Yeah. And, and the emptiness was I wasn't doing self-care. I wasn't taking care of myself. And, and I've since learned how to do that, but that's what's changed for me. And I'm living a dream now that I never could have imagined that I would be living. If you'd asked me this um, in, from in 1991 when I got out of dental school if I would be able to do this, I would have told you you were crazy. So, I mean, things are better than ever. And, and the future, I think, as Peter says, Diamandis, both of our friends, says mm-hmm. that it's brighter than we think. Yeah. And, and it really is. It's marvelous. Well, and at the
0: time of this recording, a few weeks ago, you and I were at Abundance 360, yeah. Peter Diamandis' mastermind group. It is a great meeting, and and the future. I mean, uh, just uh, I just interviewed uh, uh, Dan Burris. I don't know if you've run into Dan along the yeah. way, and another futurist. And I'm I'm just getting into you know uh, reading and watching these futurists because. If you can get your mindset right and really understand the trends that are going on, not only is the future going to be a lot better for everyone, it can be really better for all of us as entrepreneurs. And yes. uh, you know, you're out there making it happen. So let's let's go in. I, I want to dive into some of the lessons learned, Nate. And you know, one of the first, you know, we start out as technicians. You started a techni- technician. Yes. I did. Most entrepreneurs were good at something. Yes. And we go racing out. And we're going to do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And uh, we don't really include the group of people around us that can help us that much. And, you know, what what were some of the lessons you learned on that?
1: You know, I, I think that's perfect. I learned that, first of all, I wasn't made to be alone. And by doing it, doing it, doing it, like you said, I was doing it so well that I wasn't enlisting help. And I was doing it so well that I thought I was the only one that could do it that well well that that was probably one of the greatest lessons that I have since learned um, you know as I said with Dan Sullivan that word both of you and I know that that he is coined and termed the our unique ability stay in who I'm made to be and if I can be who I'm made to be then I'll get to live the way I'm made to live and the the gifts of, of that life just keep coming back to me over and over and over and and that's what I learned. I learned that I don't need to be I- not just isolated, but I need to surround myself with people that have a whole complete different gift set than I have. And then once I've found those people, let them do it, and let them go. Um, you know, you and I were talking earlier, and we've talked about this. I'm, I don't really have an office. I'm, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm somewhat virtual. Um, I need to use Skype a little bit more. Thank you for reintroducing <laughs> me to that. But um, but uh, uh, I, I, I'm sitting in a conference room, and I really work out of my house or wherever I am, off of my iPhone or my iPad or you know my computer, and I can be at the offices that I own now. And re- mostly, it's just touching base with people and making sure the systems are in place. So that's one of the big keys that I've learned. And when young guys come to me or guys that are in those dark times, as we talked about, said, what are you doing? I said, you got to get out of your own way. And I had to get out of my own way. And and I, and I that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned, well, you know, and, to stay in who I'm made to be. Well, and,
0: it, and it's such a powerful lesson. I mean, I'm, I'm in global headquarters for all my businesses, and it's my yeah. pool house in Silicon Valley. You know, you don't. Yeah. And I've had up to 400 employees. I have no employees You had big (laughs) office buildings and all that. And, and, you know, one of the things you have to decide what you want to do, but I want to come back to getting the right people around you. You know, Jim Collins talks about getting the right people on the bus. How do you go about Nate having, you know, you, you find your own unique ability. And you're, you're good at that, but you need other people around you to really make the impact in the world. How do you find and you know, maintain those relationships?
1: Well, I, I first do it, I think, the way that Dan and, uh, 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 taught us. But really, I use Kathy Colby's index finding with Colby's index. And if you're not familiar with that, folks, just go out, find it, do it, it works. It talks about how people go about doing things. It's not a personality profile. Um, it has nothing to do with cognitive or or how people think, but how they go about doing something. And then secondly, we use the DISC profile to find out from their temperament what they would do in certain situations. Now the third part of that we have to like them I have to like them or or the team that I've built has to like coming to work with those that group with that person and I think that is a big big thing that you know I used to overlook I used to think anybody could do anything and that was the fallacy that I had I could do a lot of things but I could only do a few things well and when I when I narrowed down to my uniqueness of what I do really well and stay into that, then I I get to grow exponentially and and move into a realm that I didn't even know existed, and and that's 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 how we do it.
0: Yeah, i a matter of fact, uh, Let me I want to walk through that again because I think that's so important, Nate. What you've done. I'm, we put on the screen. You know, Nate referred to Kobe, and this is something uh, that is a big part of strategic coach. And there's no yeah. right or wrong answer. And you can see the indexes here. And then uh, he talked about the uh, disk profile. And, you know, again, a, a big tool that many of us use, both of these. And what's so important is if you're going to have the right people on the bus, you've got to have a systemic way to work through a filter to get the right people. But I think one of the most important things you said is you've got to be people who don't have your same skill set and that you like working with. I That's mean, so true. Yeah, it's, you know, we're, we're in business to build a great quality of life. There is no reason to pay anybody who you do not enjoy working with. And I can't
1: tell you the number of times, John. I don't know if you ran into that, too, where you pay somebody to do a job, but you just don't even... I didn't even like, at times, coming to office I had before. And I would be like, what am I doing? They work for me. You know, I don't need to have that. That's, that's a quality of life
0: issue. Yeah, I, I like one... Somebody told me on one of the interviews we were doing on AES Nation... Uh, that uh, you know think about it if you're you you just interviewed the person you ran the you know different tests you did the classic interview they've met a few other people in your company and you're you're really seriously thinking about hiring them and you all of a sudden you're in the mall and you see them across the way do you really go over real quickly to say hello and tell them how excited you are about possibly working together do you decide if you run into them you'll talk with them or do you run the other way (laughs) you know and and clearly if it's not the first one they're not the right one for your team
1: that's exactly right
0: well let's go you know one of the things i love and you and i've had a little bit of a conversation on this date is you know client centricity you know you always go back to basics and client tell me what that means
1: you know, I think if you, as, as I've been growing our organization, Dental Excellence, and, and working on building practices and growing practices to serve patients, it, no matter how large I get, and I, I have watched this when I brought outsiders into the organization and, and really tried to assimilate them to what I do, the thing that I come back to is my, my overall philosophy cannot change, it has to do with what's best for the patient is best for the practice. Or in in anybody else's world, what's best for the client is best for the business. And if it is the best, no matter what it is, we'll do a free cleaning on people. We'll take care of them if that's what they need just to do it. I, I always I call it the tripping over dollars to pick up nickel syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know, it always comes back. And when I'm who I'm made to be, and I learned this from a from a, a mentor and a dear friend called Chip Dottie. He, he he's the he is the ceo and owner of uh... center for professional excellence and and what he does he talked about was it was was more on what dan talked about about a unique ability but living in your passion and my passion really was to take was to take care of patients and i think like your passion when you are in the financial services world take care of the client if you take care of the client the rest of the stuff falls in place so i think no matter how big Large we get, and you know we are we are we are only three dental practices now, but we're open seven days a week, seven a.m. to nine p.m. Um, you know, and essentially it's it, it it's equals out to like nine practices. I've also got a a a a. a, a, a Nat- all natural toothpaste and lip therapy business, and Dr. Nate's Naturals, and you know, other things, the coaching for dentists. So, there's a lot of stuff that we do, but I keep going back to that no matter how large I get. When there's a question in the business or the practice, what's best for the patient is best for practice, just take care of it. They need that, that extra filling, do it, especially if we have the time. Because in the dental world, that's that's really all we have that we're really selling or giving is our time. It's not a procedure. And if we start looking at it as procedures, we get in trouble.
0: Yeah, no, it's I mean, I and I think, you know, you you said patient and then said client and and this is for all of us as entrepreneurs. The more client centricity that we have that we're always thinking, you know, client first. It's so easy, you know, get caught up being a business and everything else and you know and i think dan sullivan said this and a few others but i always think of it as three different circles of groups i mean we've got to find a group we want to be a hero to yes we've got to you know find our passions and then we've got to also find you know how we can monetize it. you put those three circles together in that sweet spot in the center that you know you've got to be able to be a hero to somebody that you really care about you're going to take care of them you know, it's got to be something you're passionate about, your unique ability, and then also that monetization, and and really businesses take off from there. And, and the second thing I'm I'm getting from also what you said, Nate, that I think is really important. You know, you know the 33 businesses I think you said to three, and then a couple aside. Yeah. You know, I I don't know what you look like. You know, when you are doing the 33, but my guess is. You're, you're feeling a lot better with what you oh, have gosh. today.
1: You know, the crazy thing is with these three offices, we're doing half of the revenue, what we were doing when we had the, I had the 33. And I, I feel better. I'm much better. My life is better. I, I really was. I always tell people I was going 100 miles an hour in a car with my hair on fire going over a cliff. And at that time now, I mean, I'm, I'm living life and I absolutely love it. And, and I think that's exactly, you hit on something that I think that I've also learned is less is more. It can be more financially because at the end of the day, you know, you just said how large your business was and yeah, you had, what's your life like now compared to what it was like when you when you were going, I mean, look at you. You you look fantastic. You're yeah. relaxed. You're calm. You've you've got that you know your you're, you're, you're well, virtual
0: and, and the reality is, I'm making really almost exactly the same as being you know a very high yes. uh, financial executive. Um, I don't have the private jet. That's the one thing I'm missing, Nate. Though you <laughs> got to give up, you got to give up a couple of things. I do have a. I always call it a fractional interest in Southwest, uh, you know, yes. I, I buy a ticket. Is the I do too. Yeah. I know, I know yeah. that feeling. Yeah. And so, you know, but I mean, you've got to decide what's right for you. You know, Each of us has to decide, you know, what sacrifices. And the, the reality is we don't have to make very many sacrifices to build a great business that can support the quality of life for all stakeholders, our family members, uh, you know, our enlightened self-interest, our clients, our partners, teammates, and so on. And and that's that's really, yeah. I want to go to the third area that you, know, you told me, you know, you and I were talking about earlier, you know, where the biggest impact and the self-care because you can make a mess of yourself pretty quickly.
1: You know, that's what I didn't realize ago. And when I really, uh, four years ago, I was, pre- well, three years actually, but four, the year before that, I was practicing still in the chair. I was doing fine. I mean, had investments. I actually had started a hospital, helped co-found a hospital company, Um, you know, have ownership in that as well. And and the self-care that I, I learned was, is first of all, take care of me first and everything else that I'm involved in will take care of itself because I'll be able to be present and give myself fully. To the things that matter and that are important, and then you know, as and as our friend Dan Sullivan says, have free days. You know, he, he, the first thing we learned when we went into strategic coach: free day, focus day, buffer days. You know, well, free days. I've got more free days now than almost you can say. You know what to do with. But at the same they, time, you to
0: define each of those three because not you know a good okay. number know that, but you know a lot of people listening to this really have heard of Strategic Coach, but don't know the fundamentals.
1: Well, the fundamentals of the part of free days and focus days and buffer days. Are just that free is where I do nothing, only what I want to do. You know, no calls. Have my assistant answer it. Um, project manager deals with stuff. Uh, uh, human resources whatever they've got I don't they don't get me unless it's an emergency and I'm just doing downtime That's stuff to take care of what Nate wants to take care of anything I want to do whether I want to be out on my farm be with my kids um, go to a different meeting or lecture but not where it's money focused its rejuvenation time buffer days are just cleanup days nothing that is really the. I call them the that aren't the show me the money days The days where I'm on and I'm really trying to generate money, it's the cleanup. It's the stuff where when I used to have an office, I'd go and say, okay, I've got to reorganize my office or I've got to call a client back or I'm trying to put this deal together. It's the stuff that cleans it up. And then the focus day is I'm game on. You know, when I'm trying to not just promote me, but my business, I've got to meet, you know, my clients now, my clients personally are my doctors that work for me. So the doctors are my client. I don't really have any client, com, um, you know, patient uh, contact. So when I'm on my focus day, my focus day deals with the doctors leading the organization. You know, uh, really, how are we going to generate more revenue for everything that I'm involved in and everything the organization is doing? So that's in essence how free day, focus day, and buffer day come
0: And down. And what percentage do you try to keep free days? Because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're hard-charging people. It's really easy, you know, to hop on the plane, get in the car, drive 100 miles an hour, whatever the next crisis is. And, you know, as entrepreneurs, taking time off, particularly in the earlier stages, but even in the later stages, you know, most of us don't want to do.
1: Well, I didn't think I could take time off. And that was something between Dan and this other mentor, Chip Dodd said, "You, you have to have the self-care," and it drove it home. But the percentage for for free days that I'm up to right now is, I would say, between 40 and 45 percent of my time. Now, what would have been normal work days are that if I include all seven days, I mean, at least three days out of the week that I'm, and and usually sometimes four that I'm just not. Doing anything other than what I need to do, and then I bring myself to the other four day, three to four days.
0: No, and, and uh, you are you're ahead of me on that too. So I will give, uh, give you acknowledgement on that. I'm usually about a third of it, and and the the thing that's amazing, if and I want everybody to think about this, is that you know, when you think of your best ideas, where are you? It's not in the office. And when we talk about free days, you're supposed to turn off. I don't, I don't know about you, Nate. I get totally turn off everything. And sometimes yeah. those are my best days. I get recharged. It's all about not time management, but energy management. I can show up, be present, all that. And that's and that's really what we're looking to do.
1: We, You know, you, I used to call it before when I was really going 100 miles an hour with my hair on fire, as I said, I, I called it my shower time. Now that's crazy, but that idea would hit me. Now it's free. To, I mean, I'm away. I might be out on a walk. I might be going to something my kids are doing, or just just anything that's not work related. And it's amazing the creativity and the innovation that comes up, and and even a calmness that comes up with that when you're away from your business, and it, which really allowed me to start working on my business when I really when I really owned that, when I really brought that into myself on those free days.
0: Yeah, no, it, and I find that too. And, it, and it's, and it's this is what, you know, you and I are both involved in a number of mastermind groups and like Peter Diamandis' yes. Abundance 360. And we're looking at exponential growth. If you don't take a step back from what you're doing, then you have no opportunity to do that. And, and yeah. in today's world, it's not, you know, we can't afford to be reactive. Things are changing too quickly. We can't even be afford to be proactive. We've got to sure. be, uh, it's, uh, Dan Burris calls it preactive. And I love that term, is that we have to anticipate the future so that we can design our businesses to make that den in the universe that Steve Jobs talks about. And we can do it in a way to build a great life. And this is a unique time that all of us have for being an entrepreneur.
1: I, I think you're 100 percent right I, and, and I really think it's like we said that that Peter says the future is brighter than we think I mean if you' if you're in that dark time man you you've, step back it, it, it's the, the world is is growing so wonderfully and exponentially with technology the, the the our population is growing the opportunities it's amazing time to be an entrepreneur
0: now and as a matter of fact I want to go to the next segment because you're you're sharing uh, in this first segment, let's go to the book of the day. Okay. And Nate, what I'd like, you, know, you wrote a book and let me put it up on screen here. This is Buckets to Pipelines, the right. Seven Principles of Prosperity that will show Dennis how they can finally get out of the chair. Uh, tell us a little bit about this.
1: Well, I think that, that we put that as dentist, but it could—I think it's relational to anybody. My co-author is Matt Kennedy, who he and I partner on uh, a coaching uh, uh, to dentists called Partners in Dental Excellence. But Matt and I wrote this based on the idea that if we can, we, we're really looking for infinite growth, but, but doing exponential growth with our revenue from a dental perspective, but even an entrepreneurial perspective. Perspective, we we have the ability to bring in a lot of money over our lifetime, but what ends up happening with that? We don't ever we we don't ever either able to realize it, or we're not ever able to fully um, you know get to the point to where we could retire. Even though as an entrepreneur, I don't believe in retirement, if you will, Um, but because I think life is to be lived. But but to live life, you've got to have money. And I think these principles cross the boundaries, not just for dentistry, but it crosses it for other people in every other sector. But it talks about learning how to be your own bank, for instance, and bank your own money and, and you know get away from, from all the stuff that we've been sold this, I think, bill of goods, not just dentists, but people that if we put our money away and we let the market take care of it. And then we do everything right. Well, at the end of it, we'll be able to sell our business and we'll have the investment nest egg. Well, that's just not right. I mean, I don't know about you, but I want to live to about 143, John. And, um, and, and and my exponential living, I will outlive my money. Now, jokingly, mm-hmm. we're living longer. Medicine's keeping us alive longer. Well, when we did, well, You know, when we did these plans... We didn't have those tables. Well, and,
0: and the thing—if you take care of yourself, as we talked about—and Peter Diamandis, a you know, have recently uh, Craig Venter, who was the uh, uh, the the scientist who went ahead and was the first one to sequence the genome, the DNA. Well, he, Peter Diamandis, and a couple of other people got together and formed a company. And I know you and I signed up. we were talking about for the yes. you know the their initial kind of pilot. And with our spouses, and you know, and, and Dan Sullivan has it at his. You're going to die early. He's a, he wants to live to 156. I think. That's right. <laughs> and and but you're know, all kidding aside. If you make it the next 15 years, the health care improvements are going to be such that you know. And this is why you should take good care of yourself now. You're you're going to have a long life, and you've got to arrange your financial affairs. So that you, you don't run that risk of longevity. We always think of longevity, quality of life, you know, not, la- you know, we're going to die at 85 oh, we can make sure of all, you know, enough assets. But when you start thinking that you're going to live a high quality life to at least a hundred, boy, things change
1: that's exactly well that's exactly right and you know it better than I do but they've changed the life insurance tables for life expectancy for children that are born now to you know them being able to live to at least a hundred I mean it's absolutely amazing what's happening and and that's what that book is about you know how to go from just filling up your bucket to having a pipeline to where you don't have to run out of money and you can keep what you have worked for going into not just for you in this generation, but taking into the next generation. So that's what, that's what well, we did. Well,
0: let's go to the next segment. Okay. And this is the application of the day, Nate. You know, on your uh, smartphone, what would you recommend to fellow entrepreneurs? Trello. Let it me Put it up app- on screen, too, for okay. everyone so they have the spelling
1: absolutely love it and my uh, administrative assistant and uh, any my project manager and anybody else that is around me on a supportive side puts this on uh, their their application we share it and it allows us to have application open in projects that we're working on which which um, allows me to find out where we are on the project what's happened in the project is the project complete um, you, you can have, you know, 15 projects going at one time and are able to manage that virtually from anywhere in the world just by checking on your smartphone. And I absolutely love that app. And every the entrepreneurs that I run into, you know, that's one of a few apps that I talk to them about. But that one I don't think we can do without.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's a great tool. I, I don't use it now. I use a different one. But, I mean, I loved it when I was using it. And uh, I'm not, I let my, my team do a different project management one but the trial it's a very good one for entrepreneurs there's a free version the premium is not yep. much of a premium at all let me go to the last segment and this is on resources nate and what i want you know i know you're just putting you've got your coaching program for dentists that you've put together um why don't you tell us about that i'm not going to show the website because it's not live but we will have uh, in as you can look above me here on the uh, aesnation.com. Just go there. You can get the transcript. You can get the show notes, all the links that Nate and I talk about. So Nate, what, what's going to be there?
1: Partners in but we've But we've put together within that a next 90 program, we call it. And we work with dentists, Um, And really, we've got other healthcare professionals that we've worked with, optometrists and chiropractors also, to come in to plan out what are they going to do in their next 90 days. Because something that I found with working with Dan Sullivan, and strategic coach, is that that's unique to entrepreneurs, but just because you're a dentist or a a healthcare provider doesn't mean necessarily you're entrepreneurial. It means you have a business, but you may not be an entrepreneur. But what we find is, is that if I can plan their next 90 days, and we, how do you need an elephant? One bite at a time, and if we can see where you start, we can get you somewhere different from where you where you were to where you need to end up and where you want to end up. So that's what we're really trying to do in that program, and we try to invite dentists in, and we meet four times a year. And it's a wonderful thing. And we help coach and monitor. And and really, they put their own plan in. I don't want them to be like me. I want them to be the best them that they can
0: be. No, and that's so powerful. And and the, what we're all capable of is amazing. Let me go to this segment here. I want to share the key takeaways. I took a lot of notes here, Nate. And I want to focus in on three areas that really resonated with me. Is First one is don't. Go alone. Don't right. do it alone. And and you know, you know, technician, it's so easy. We're good at what we're doing. You know, and that's Michael Gerber's terminology, Dan Sullivan's yes. unique ability. I mean, what we hear over and over again it, from the marketplaces that we're talented in our area, especially. What we need is we gotta bring the right people around us to really make that huge difference. Yes. Second is client centricity. Always going back to the basic. Have in your mind. Uh, very first thing is, how can I serve my clients better? And sure. if you do that, you know the rest of it will take care of it. And the third is take care of yourself. You need the yes. energy to do well. I, I, Nate, I want to thank you. This has been really great. It's a, a pleasure. To be able to share you with the rest of AES Nation. Now, if any of you, uh, you know, I mean, make sure to share this with your fellow entrepreneurs. These are some great lessons. We've got all the tools to do that at AESNation.com. And we have obviously all the show links, the transcription and everything else you need. In the meantime, go out there, execute on these ideas, make a difference. Your clients and all those future clients are counting on you. Wish you the best of success. Thanks, John. Exceptional, remarkable breakthrough. AESNation.com